Welcome to every one of our perspectives from the top community of listeners around the world to Reflections on the Top. Reflections is to help you get the best from the series by me reviewing the key insights from our latest guest. And that was the great Marshall Goldsmith. Now, Marshall's first degree was in mathematical economics, but then he moved into studying people, spurred by his Buddhist philosophy, via his PhD, and then as Professor of Management Practice at Dartmouth Tuck. He then moved into the world of executive education as an entrepreneur building a business. Now, Marshall has so many accolades, I don't have time to cover them for business, leadership and executive coaching amongst them. Top ranked business thinkers for 10 years, number one global executive coach, Harvard Institute of Coaching Lifetime Award. Plus, he's the author of numerous best-selling books, each helping people get the best out of themselves, their work and their lives. His new book, The Earned Life, helping really focus in on that latter, based on his Buddhist philosophy, showing readers how to be better fulfilled and have fewer regrets. Now, having enjoyed working with Marshall, developing the most senior leaders at UBS, the global bank, when I was global head of leadership there, I knew that Marshall was going to come up with some thought-provoking, challenging and powerful insights in our interview. And I wasn't wrong. But one of the reasons for that is way back in Marshall's career that he has spoken to me about is that after his mathematical economics degree, he started to develop his view of life around Buddhist philosophy and his desire to focus more on people. Now, that philosophy has shaped his life and how he has positively interacted with others building an earned life. For those listeners not familiar with Buddhist philosophy, let me give a very quick overview. And apologies for any Buddhists or religious scholars listening. This might be an oversimplification for the sake of brevity, but I hope it brings out those key elements that I think we see in what Marshall says. First of all, that nothing is permanent. The world is in a state of constant change, and we as individuals are also constantly changing ourselves. Now, given that constant change, not only do we need to look at the world around us, at others, we also need to take time to look inside to reflect on what we are doing and why. And Buddhism also sets out some key principles around doing good, similar to the Christian tradition of do unto others and reflected in other religions. And in addition, it emphasizes the importance of developing our minds to enable us to reflect upon what is happening around us and within ourselves in particular to grow enlightenment. Now, Marshall was fortunate to meet the great Paul Hershey, the leadership and executive development guru, who encouraged him to move from academia into the executive development world. Now, Marshall has been so successful since then. As I said before, he has accolades too numerous to mention. But having worked with him, I think Marshall's success is grounded in the fact that he keeps it simple, keeps it practical, and above all, keeps it focused on the people or person he's trying to help. With his classes, coaching and writing, he's helped literally millions of people develop positively in some way or another. But the practicality of what Marshall does is reflected in his measure of success as an executive coach, not measured by himself, not even measured by the person he's coaching, but by the people who work for the person he is coaching. So there has to be a visible improvement in that person's performance. And it was interesting the advice that Marshall got from Alan Mulally, ex-chief executive of Ford, on the importance of making coaching more about the other person, not yourself. If you think about it, that's quite fundamental and often forgotten. 
The coach, of course, being the all-knowing, experienced person who cascades his infinite wisdom on the other person. That, in reality, for a coach, is the way to fail. However, encouragingly, we are now in a world where it's acceptable for senior leaders to say, I could do with some help. As a few years ago, this was often perceived as a weakness. At least now, most leaders accept the basic reality that we don't know everything, we can't do everything, and sometimes we might just need a little bit of help. But linking to the question around whether leadership has moved on, both Marshall and I accept that leadership has improved over the years, but there is a fundamental problem. The changes in society that shape people's expectations of what their leaders should be doing for them at work have changed even more. So as we discussed, whilst leadership has improved, the bar it has to meet has gone up even more. As Marshall mentioned in relation to his research, leadership in general is better, but the feedback that leaders get is proportionately worse. Now, COVID, without doubt, has had an impact on this, where experiences of people over the pandemic mean that everyone is now significantly more focused on what is important in their lives, be that at work or personal life. And every single one of you listening will, as a result of COVID, have changed your view of life in some way. The problem for organisations is that people aren't suddenly going to turn around and expect less from leaders. So we now seem to be in a situation where in terms of the average view of the quality of leadership delivered versus the quality expected, we could actually be in a worse position than we were 10 years ago. From my perspective, in getting the best from people to deliver organisational success, this creates an urgent imperative for organisations to do something. And for anyone who is a leader listening to think about how they can be better, and even, dare I say it, the, eye of our, the idea of asking their people the same question. Now, I know asking your people sounds a risk, but I've never met a leader who has regretted doing that and who hasn't built their credibility with the team by having the courage to ask, how do you think I could be better? But being a better leader or developing better leaders, however, is not a quick fix. I would suggest that all leaders have a look at Marshall's article, Leadership is a Contact Sport, and there's a link in the notes. In this, Marshall says quite clearly, and this is confirmed by all my experience over 35 years in the leadership world, that it takes regular, repeated action to improve individuals' leadership. A one-off event might be an inspiring start, but it's not going to have a significant impact on its own. Organizations and leaders need to understand that the development of leadership is essentially the creation of new habits. Now, Marshall's creation of leadership chats over COVID was really interesting when he brought together some of the most senior leaders in organizations from around the world to let them just talk. The fact that just a one hour chat with other people, of which half was about work and half about home, achieved so much for those involved that they were able to confide in each other, to gain insight from people with different perspectives, and the beautiful comment from one of them that it gave them one hour a week when they were able to act like a human being more than a CEO. Now, from my perspective, what this confirms more than anything else is the importance of giving people space to be able to open up, talk freely, share perspectives of the wider world and not just work. 
I think this applies to all of us, not just to CEOs. So to everybody listening, it's about thinking if you can find a venue where you can do these things, be it in your organization at some form of professional group or with a social group of peers from other organizations. It allows you to reflect on where you are and on your journey, which then links back to Marshall's view of the importance of this inward reflection within his Buddhist philosophy. But it also reflects my point about learning, that seeking out people who have different perspectives to yourself, either within a general discussion or within a coaching environment, that you will learn more from people who have different perspectives to yourself. Now, I asked Marshall if he felt that there were consistent elements within leadership that may be timeless. And he commented about his view that there are three levels on which people look at what they're doing. The 99% of people out there who are just focused on the simple actions to get done and get through the day. Those in leadership roles who focus on ambition, achieving those goals of getting to the next level, but sometimes then become lost in that ambition. And those who have aspiration in terms of greater purpose, in some ways both above ambition and action. As Marshall put it, they, to a degree, become lost in their own heads in conceptual thinking. From the leadership perspective, it's the lost in ambition group of leaders that I have seen a lot of and have seen towards the end of careers a level of regret in that. To Marshall's comment, oh, it will be okay when I have achieved my next objective. The problem is that as soon as you've achieved that, then another one appears. As I put, you know, placing you on the hamster wheel of ambition. To Marshall's simple comment, never get fixated on outcomes. But also what he said of one CEO realizing that happiness is not based only on achievement. It's perfectly possible to achieve and be unhappy, and it's also possible not to achieve, but also to be happy. So Marshall poses the simple question, does doing what we do make us happy? Does the principle that delayed gratification is worth it because of bigger rewards really make sense in terms of our happiness? This interestingly also feeds into what Marshall and I discussed around leadership development on the importance of keeping it simple. What was really powerful was the research that Marshall did with Johnson & Johnson after having delivered a leadership development session, when 98% of the audience said that they were definitely going to go away and do the actions they promised. On following up, he found that 70% did something and 30% did nothing. Now, the underlying reason why those who did nothing did so was because they were too busy and their work was out of control. So they, bizarrely, they rationalized that putting off actions that would help them be more in control until after they were in control was a sensible rather than a slightly insane course of action. Of course, in reality, they never did get in control. Perhaps this also points to my contention that there are a significant number of you out there who have never been given the task management skills you need. Prioritization, time management, delegation, communication, giving feedback that you really need to be in control every day. If that's the case, to Marshall's point, admit that to yourself and maybe to those who can help you that you do actually need help. 
To be blunt, if Marshall Goldsmith admits to other people that he sometimes needs help, then certainly you and I probably need to do the same. And I'm looking at a way to help develop those key basic skills online at the moment and more on that soon. This links to our discussion that decisions about what we do are significantly more influenced by emotion and that intelligent people, even CEOs, can sometimes do stupid things. But then they have the intellectual capacity to make an emotional decision justified rationally. Yep, this again goes back to the fundamental question, why am I doing this? Because if it is an emotional driver that we're trying to justify rationally, what is that driver and why is it there? Marshall's new book, The Earned Life, picks up on these points. The simple fact that if you take the view that I am just the way I am, then you will never grow and develop never move on, despite the world around you doing so. You may have heard of the phrase growth mindset. This is key to both individual and organisational success, but this will only happen when people accept that they are able to change. And once they've done that, ask the fundamental questions, why am I doing this and am I enjoying it? Also, Marshall's really interesting point about the fact that we all say that empathy is good. But in fact, we need to ask more deeply what empathy is about. Is it there to make us feel good more than adding value to the other person? Is it likely to create dependency? To the key question, is this empathy doing what the other person really needs now? So what are the key thoughts and questions from Marshall I would suggest everyone thinks about? One, am I going through life being present rather than on autopilot? Two, why am I here? What am I doing? And what else could I be doing that would make me happier, even with fewer material rewards? Three, am I enjoying my life or am I just on a treadmill going from achievement to achievement and objective to objective. To Marshall's quote from the CEO of Pfizer when asked if he was happy about this year, to which he said that he already had a problem, which was next year. So just ask yourself the question, did I do my best to be happy today? And maybe help others be happy as well. And finally, perhaps reflect on Michael Phelps, the swimmer, who achieved 28 Olympic medals but then nearly committed suicide through depression and who now helps others regain their health and happiness and says that that gives him way more sense of purpose than all of those medals. Perhaps let's finish on what Marshall has been signing off with ever since I've known him. Life is good. With previous guests and now Marshall, hopefully you're seeing this pattern of simple actions that you can take to be more successful. Please share these interviews with colleagues who would benefit so they can grow and develop with you. And certainly I'll be using these powerful points in my speaking and masterclasses in the future. If you've got any thoughts or questions, please contact me on LinkedIn and feel free to connect with me or email as detailed on the Perspectives website. Don't forget to sign up to Perspectives. It's free so you don't miss any of the future episodes coming up. That's it for now. So from me, it's onwards and upwards until our next episode. And again, from Marshall, life 
is good. <laughs>